Welcome, welcome, guys. I thank you so much for tuning in. I am Rusty Moy, and I am honored and glad to be a part of the platform, most importantly, but to be speaking on an issue that not only is important, but is relatable to so many. I'm going to dive right in. Episode 101, the effects of domestic violence on children. And I mean it just like that. The effects that it has on domestic violence on our children is beyond measure and is imagine is not imaginable. But I want to dive in. I want you guys to be clear and I want to be precise. So many children exposed to violence in homes are also victims of physical abuse. And it's true. Children who witness domestic violence or victims of abuse themselves are at serious risk for long term physical and mental health problems. Children who witness violence between parents may also be at greater risk of being violent in their future relationships. If you are a parent who is experiencing abuse, it can be very difficult to know how to protect your child. So, some people have asked me, what are the short-term effects of domestic violence or abuse on children? And I answer it this way, ladies. Children in homes where one parent is abused may feel fearful and anxious. They may also be on guard, wondering when the next violent event will happen. This can cause them to react in different ways, depending on their age. So children that are in preschool, young children who witness intimate partner violence may start doing things like um, bedwetting, thumb sucking, increasing crying, and whining. They may also develop difficulty falling to sleep. These signs are terror, such as stuttering, or hiding and showing signs of severe separation and anxiety. Okay, a school age child. Children in the age range may feel guilty about the abuse and blame themselves for it. Domestic violence and abuse hurts children's self-esteem. Okay, they may not participate in school activities or get good grades, have fewer friends than others and get into trouble more often. They also may have a lot of headaches and stomach aches. Teenagers. Teens who witness abuse may act in negative ways, such as fighting in school, um, fighting with family members, or skipping school. They may also engage in risky behaviors, such as behaving with unprotected sex, um, using alcohol, drugs. They may have low self-esteem and have trouble making friends. They may start fighting or bullying others or are more likely to get in trouble with the law. This type of behavior is more common in teen boys who are abused in childhood than teen girls. Girls are more likely than boys to be withdrawn and to experience depression. Okay. Uh, One lady asks, what are the long-term effects of domestic violence or abuse on children? In my recent research, um, more than 15 million children in the United States live in homes which have domestic violence and has happened at least once. These children are at greater risk for repeating the cycle as adults by entering into abusive relationships or becoming abusers themselves. For example, a boy who sees his mother being abused 10 times more likely to abuse his female partner as an adult. A girl who grows up in a home where her father abuses her mother is more than six times more likely to be sexually abused as a girl who grows up in a non-abusive home. Okay, Children who witness or are victims of emotional abuse or sexual abuse or higher risk for health problems such as adults. These can include include, I'm sorry, mental health conditions 
such as depression and anxiety. They also include diabetes, obesity, heart disease, poor self-esteem, and other problems. Okay. Uh, another question uh, one of my viewers had asked, can children recover from witnessing and experiencing domestic violence or abuse? My answer to you is, each child responds differently to abuse and trauma. No child is the same. And then some children are more resilient and some are more sensitive. So how successful a child is to recover from abuse or trauma depends on several things, like including having a good support system or a great relationship with trusted adults, high self-esteem, uh, healthy uh, friendships. Although children will probably never forget what they saw or experienced during abuse, they can learn healthy ways to deal with their emotions and memories as they mature. The sooner a child gets help, the better his or her chances are of becoming a mentally and physically healthy adult. Okay. Uh, another question was to me is, how can I help my children recover after witnessing or experiencing domestic violence? My question to you is, how can you allow this to happen? Okay. People ask how they recover. How can you allow this to happen? But if you let it happen, it happened already. So the answer is helping them feel safe. Children who witness or experience domestic violence need to feel safe. Consider whether leaving the abusive relationship might help your child feel safer. Talk to your child about the importance of healthy relationships. Explain to them what a healthy relationship is and give them examples. Talking to them about fears. Letting them know what is not their fault or your fault. Learning more about how to listen and talk to your children. Be the listener, not the talker. Don't over-talk your child. Talking to them about healthy relationships. Help them learn from abusive experiences by talking about what healthy relationships are and, 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 and what are not healthy. Okay? The differences. Compare contrasts. This will help them know what is healthy and when they start romantic relationships of their own. Okay? Talking to them about boundaries. Letting your child know that no one has the right to touch them or make them feel uncomfortable, including family members, teachers, coaches, authority figures. Also explain to your child that he or she doesn't have the right to touch another person's body. And if someone tells them to stop, they should do it right away. So explain both sides of the fence. Also, I will add helping them find a reliable support system. In addition to a parent, this could be a school counselor, a therapist, or another trusted adult who can provide ongoing support other than you as a parent. Knowing that school counselors are required to report domestic violence or abuse if they suspect it. Okay, so don't leave the school counselors out. Getting them professional help, guys. Co-initiative behavioral therapy, which I call it CBT, is a type of talk therapy or counseling that may work best for children who have experienced violence or abuse. CBT is especially helpful for children who have anxiety or other mental health problems as a result of trauma. So during CBT, a therapist will work with your child turn the negative thoughts into more positive ones and the therapist can help your child learn healthy ways to cope with it you know because this is a stress factor your doctor can recommend a mental health professional who works with children who have been exposed to the violence or abuse many shelters and domestic violence organizations also have support groups for kids okay these groups can help children by letting them know they are not alone and help them process their experiences in a non-judgmental place okay another thing i will add allow them to feel whatever their feelings are don't get angry with them about the child having feelings 
every child is different and they're going to interact differently. Don't knock them for having feelings. Don't knock your child for asking questions. If they're asking you questions, don't just rip them up and don't allow them to ask the questions. Because you don't know if they're going to ask you a question or maybe want to um, vent to you about something that's going on. Give your child that opportunity. With a short commercial break, I'll be back to answer a few more questions about domestic violence. And I don't want you guys to go anywhere. I want you to stay here with me and be a part of this journey with me. Because this is an amazing episode that I'm discussing on domestic violence with children. And we as parents, mentors, neighbors, co-workers, faculty need to be a support system with children. I can't stress this enough because domestic violence is real in the home, right? And we need to discuss it more, okay? If you just tuned in with domestic violence with children, don't go anywhere. If you know a child that's been abused, speak out. If you know about domestic violence, don't be afraid to cry out for help. There are so many support groups that can help you and your child. If you and your child is a victim of domestic violence, don't continue continuously allow your child to suffer. Don't you suffer. Walk in the journey of getting help, self-care, and allow people to be a part of this journey. And don't be embarrassed to speak out. Welcome, welcome. I thank you guys so much for tuning in and being a part of this episode with your girl, Rusty Moy. I haven't went anywhere. I'm here for episode 101, the effects of domestic violence on children. And these are so many amazing questions you ladies and gentlemen that have been pouring into me to ask me and I'm answering it and explaining it right here on this channel. And I allow, I allow you to keep pouring in with questions and I allow myself to pour out the answers and the correct answers. And I'm allowing all this information to shadow over me so I can be the resource and I can be the one to give you the tea, the lemon, the sugar, the honey, and all that's needed. And I'm not saying it in a joke, I guys, I always say about the tea, but I'm strongly on domestic violence and I stand firmly behind families and I want us together to seek necessary help. So the next question was asked, is it better to stay in an abusive relationship rather than Raise my children as a single parent. Listen, ladies. Children do best in safe, stable, loving environments. Whether that's with a one parent or two parent. You may think that your kids won't be negatively affected by the abuse if they never see it happening. But guess what, ladies? Children also hear abuse, such as screaming, the sounds of hitting 
They can also sense tension and fear. Children pick up on these signs. Even your kids don't see you being abused. They can negatively be affected by the violence they know is happening. If you decide to leave an abusive relationship, you may be helping your child feel safer and making them less likely to tolerate abuse as they get older. You need to be the vessel for your child. You need to be the head for your child. So don't stay to keep the family together. Leave and inquire the necessary help. If you decide not to leave, you can still take steps to protect your child. Protect the little ones first. Don't worry about the love because there's no love in being a punching bag. Don't be the punching bag. And if you're being the punching bag by the mouth, that's even worse because words matter for number one and words can kill. Okay. So don't stay. That's, that's my answer. The next question poured in, how can I make myself and my children feel safe right now if I'm not ready to leave an abuser? Ladies, your safety and the safety of your children are the biggest priorities. If you're not yet ready or willing to leave an abusive relationship, you can take the steps to help yourself and your child today. Making a safety plan for you and your child, number one. Listening and talking to your child and letting them know that abuse is not okay and is not their fault. Number two, reaching out to a domestic violence support person who can help you learn and teach you and talk to you about your options. Number three, if you think about leaving an abusive relationship, you may want to keep quiet about it in front of the children, go off in a secured area and have this conversation with a domestic violence counselor. Young children may not be able to keep a secret from an adult in their life. Children may say something about your plan to leave without realizing it. If it wouldn't be unsafe for an, an abusive partner to know ahead of time you're planning to leave, talk only to a trusted adult about your plan. It's better for you and your children to be physically safe than for your child to know ahead of time that you'll be leaving because you don't know where that's going to go. And that can be harmful for you and your child. So continuously keep it safe, but do what you need to do in privacy. That's the answer to that question. The next question important. Did we answer your questions about the effects of domestic violence on children? That's my question to you guys. Did we answer your questions about the effects of domestic violence on children? So if I haven't, I have a list of information here for you ladies. For more information about domestic violence on children, call the OWH helpline, which is 1-800-994-9662, or check out um, a couple of resources I have done the research on, but call the OWH hotline, okay? That is 1-800-994-9662. Or you can check about the issue, what is a child abuse, uh, which is the Joyful Heart Foundation. You can reach out to Behind Closed Doors, the impact of domestic violence on children, right? Child abuse information for kidshealth.org. So information for kidshealth.org. Uh, another resource is the Child Domestic Violence Information for the Childhood Domestic Violence Association. That's another resource. Um, help for families, information about temporary assistance for needy families from the Office of Families Assistance. You can go there and seek information. Safety for parents, information on rape, abuse, incest, national network, which is RAIN, R-A-I-N-N-N, for parents about getting a child to safety. 
um, help for parents of children who have been sexually abused by family members. Information from RAN, again, R-A-I-N-N, can be a resource. Um, sources, uh, ladies that can help is amazing. Um, people that you can reach out to, um, kidshealth.org, National Child Tra- Tra- uh, Traumatic Stress Network is another resource. Um, there's um, the Child Welfare Information Gateway, Domestic Violence and Child Welfare, Welfare System in Washington, D.C., um, Vesta's Compelling Perspectives of Counseling. That's another resource you can go to. And the uh, where there's another one. Um, um, you can go to Psychological Aspects of Traumatic Injury in Children and Adolescents, which is Child and Adolescents Psychiatric Clinics of North America. That's another resource. There's there's tons of resources out there. You can Google some resources, but I just listed a few because I want you guys to be ahead and not beyond the curve um, when it comes to domestic violence, guys. Um, and there's ways to getting a restraining order. Um, I don't know. A lot of us know how to get a restraining order or what to do um, if you need to get the, the proper steps. If you're in an abusive relationship, you can take steps to protect yourself, such as getting a restraining order. There are laws to protect you. One option is leaving the relationship. Number one, many people can support you in leaving safely, including the police, social workers, shelter workers, friends, family. You can also create a safety plan. Um, what happens if you call the police about your abuse? First, the police will make sure everyone is safe which might mean arresting someone who has a weapon or physically hurting or threatening you. Once you're safe, the police will ask you questions about what happened. The police can also offer information about community resources for temporary housing ladies and offer support that you might need if allegedly abuser is present. Police will protect and keep you safe. Um, it can be difficult to talk to strangers, police counselors, or healthcare providers. You might feel scared, ashamed, or embarrassed, but ladies, please go and talk to the authorities to receive the necessary assistance you will need in filing this police report. What is the difference between a police report and filing charges? What, what I will say is to you guys, when the police investigators um, investigate, investigate the crime or ask you um, other witnesses questions about what happened. They must file a report. A police report is not the same as filing charges. The police report is important. It documents the violence, even the abuser denies the violence, and it creates an official recording that can be used as evidence in court. So the police may decide to file a criminal charge against the abuser after an investigation is complete. Once the police file the criminal charges, a lawyer for the state called a prosecutor will begin a court case against the abuser. Um, and you want to let them know about the abuse, okay? Um, I will mention uh, a little bit of information about the protection order, often called a restraining order, are meant to keep you safe, ladies, from a person who is harassing or hurting you. The police can arrest a person who violates a restraining order and charge them with a crime. Depending on the law in your state, a restraining order may allow you to have sole custody of children, make an abuser move out of the shared home, and make an abuser pay your court and legal fees. Federal laws say that you can get a restraining order for free. 
Okay, so you can get more than one type of restraining order at the same time. And laws about restraining orders or orders can be found on the womenslaw.org and their experts. Common types of restraining orders, ladies, is emergency restraining order, which is the police may issue this if you are immediately in danger or can't get away from the can't get to the courthouse right away to file a more permanent restraining order and usually expires in a few days. A temporary restraining order is a judge may issue this to help you be safe in time before your case goes to court. A temporary restraining order usually lasts about 14 days. A no contact order is a judge may issue this if the case goes to court and the abuser is charged with a crime. It is a punishment for a crime and is mean for the abuser. They may not have no contact with you and no contact um, for a short, long time, short or long time, depending on the facts of your case. And then lastly is a domestic violence restraining order, which is a judge may issue this after a court hearing and a domestic violence restraining order lasts as long as an emergency temporary restraining order, possibly for several years. So you may want to look into that, ladies. There's many ways to go about it and you want to make sure that you put these things in perspective to keep you and your children safe. Ladies, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it was um, helpful for you and uh, following your proceedings and going forward. And if you have any other questions or concerns, you can um, put those in the chat or with Q&A. And I'm more than welcome to help you during the process with um, multiple ways of trying to seek assistance. And I thank you so much for listening into the channel. And I hope that this works for you.